Retired Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor is the first woman ever to serve on the nation's highest court. Today, Justice O'Connor gives us her views on current issues and helps us understand the importance of the American judicial system. The founders of the new American government in 1789 were, above all, guided by a desire to ensure freedom for their citizens. They also knew that, as a small, vulnerable, and weak nation, they must cooperate to survive. The Constitutional Convention held in Philadelphia was convened to solve these matters through a never-before-seen system of government. And what the framers came up with was a structure of a national government that could encompass within it the separate individual colonies, later states, and. The framers wanted to provide each state with primary responsibility for health and welfare legislation, but they wanted a national government with certain national powers, primarily to regulate commerce. Some of the very first institutions of the American government dealt with practical economic matters, such as the printing of money, regulation of international commerce, and the collection of import duties. The participating states had to agree to give some of their powers to the new national government. Many were skeptical and demanded a government whose power could be restrained. And I thought the best thing the framers did was to set up three separate branches of government: an executive branch headed by the president of the United States, a legislative branch consisting of the Congress, and a judicial branch. That was also very important. The U.S. Constitution can be described as a framework document. It does not try to address the many details of governing a nation. Instead, it establishes principles that laws and regulations must follow. The entire system also uses the traditional legal principles found in English common law, so the courts continue to apply unwritten common law principles to fill in the gaps where the Constitution is silent. But as Justice O'Connor explains. Each branch is subject to a variety of checks on its power by the other two branches. The executive makes appointments to the different federal offices, and also must nominate justices and federal judges and all other federal officers under the Constitution. The Congress is the branch that passes the laws, and it controls the budget. It controls how much money the president will have, how much money the courts will have. And then the judicial branch has the power to interpret the laws passed by Congress. What do they mean if there's a conflict? And secondly, to enforce the provisions of the Constitution, which might mean saying that some action taken by one of the other two branches is not constitutional. The framers of the American Constitution demanded that one of the basic principles of a new government be that no one branch should gain too much power. The delicate balance of the American government is, by many, considered the single greatest achievement of the Constitution. The creation of the three separate branches of government—executive, legislative, judicial—each with some power over the other two—was the genius of the Constitution, and it was an amazing development. It's worked pretty well for over 200 years. This podcast is produced by the U.S. Department of State's Bureau of International Information Programs.